0: This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Malouf. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive in to what it means to live well. All right, so I've decided to do this new thing. I'm going to start incorporating more of these relaxed chit-chat type episodes with my friends and family, and we're going to call them wellness checks. We're going to just have these occasional wellness checks. Shout out to Heather McMahon for really incorporating the term wellness check into my life (laughs) with different people who are close close to me. And I'm very excited because these episodes, again, are way more relaxed, less like an interview, and more like you're getting coffee happy hour with me and my loved ones. So I'm really excited. First up, today's episode is my cousin Julia Perkins. She lives in Nashville. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. We don't see each other as often as we would like. So this is literally just as catching up, talking about things that are on our hearts and minds. And yeah, I think it was really fun. And I can't wait to incorporate more of these types of episodes into the show. As always, I have to say it if you are enjoying listening to Well Being Well Said. If you're one of my loyal listeners, I love you. Thank you. If this is your first episode tuning in, welcome. I hope you like what you hear. And if you do, please subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show. Those things add up and mean a lot to the growth of the podcast. So let's jump into it. Wellness check with my cousin Julia Perkins. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all okay if you're listening. The reality of my life right now is that I'm so tired and so burnt out on just not burnt out, overwhelmed, which we can talk about overwhelm in a minute with the move and work and podcast and all these really, really good things, but already feeling tired. And then I went to try to fix the audio on the episode I had planned to release today. Actually, no, I try to get the guy who normally edits it for me. If you're listening, random dude on the internet who fixes stuff for me and is ghosting me right now, you really mess up my schedule. But anyway, my cousin Julia is here spontaneously. (laughs) We're going to do just an off script. And so I didn't want to do another solo episode since I just released one, but I wanted a casual fun, just chit chat. And Julia is the perfect person for that because we're just a couple of years apart and we are first cousins and I've grown up very, very close and conversating is never hard for us. So,
1: right. And we haven't caught up in a little bit. So this will just be our, uh, catch up phone call, but you know, make it public to the entire world so they can all listen yeah, in.
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm fine with that. Well, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I am you know, in this just like weird phase of life right now, that's so fun and so exciting. And then also you pair that with coming out of quarantine and COVID and all the trauma that we experienced during that. And it's kind of like, you know, I feel like a year from now, we're going to look back on this period of time and it's going to have just flown by so many milestones going by, you know, while we've been locked down and, uh, waiting to come out of it, it. It passed so quickly, you know? So I'm trying to soak up all the small fun moments, uh, that we have like my last few weeks of working from home and things like that, you know? So it's yeah. good. Lots of change coming. How are you? Tell me about you.
0: I'm good. I was actually thinking about this today and I don't know if you can relate, but I have always associated overwhelm and burnout with negative things like, mm-hmm you know, high stress from whatever fill in the blank that typically correlates with a negative emotion or negative circumstance. But I've had, I've got a lot of really good and really exciting things happening in my life and my loved one's lives around me that have affected me or that I'm, you know, engaging in, in the sense of like a lot of my friends are expecting babies and getting married. And so we're like you said, coming out of quarantine, we're having these showers and going to weddings and stuff again. And, and then we just bought a house. So we're in the process of buying a house. We're supposed to close in less than two weeks, haven't packed anything. And it's just one of those situations. And one of those days where I'm so it's a weird mix of emotions. Cause I almost feel bad for feeling so stressed and tired and exhausted by all good things. Does that make any sense?
1: I, I have not been able to put it Into words like that, but you just described exactly how I've been feeling. All of these amazing things are happening with starting this new job, and Matt's moving in, and we're really um, excited about the future. And my parents just moved to Nashville, and um, that's all well and good. I feel like my capacity for socialization and the amount of energy I have to give to people around me has just diminished. I'm a natural extrovert, right? I, I love being around people and I love socializing and getting energy from them. And I almost don't even recognize myself kind of after quarantine because I spent so much time alone or so much time just with Matt that I find myself not being able to hang, you know, like Mm -hmm. I used to, or getting drained from one small event a weekend or something like that. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how long it takes us to ramp back up, you know, Mm -hmm. on one hand though, I think
0: it's good. I, I, I think that probably many of us were spreading ourselves too thin before we had the, we had no choice, but to do literally nothing, but work from home. And I have, I will say that coming out of quarantine and everything over the past few months, it's like I totally realized what's really important and what's really not. And my priorities are different, but these things like celebrating my friends and moving into a home and like for you, all the good things you were saying, all the change in your life, they're worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. So just finding the balance and giving my energy to what's important. And maybe that just looks like not giving my energy to more small, random tasks and Mm -hmm. drain draining mundane events or tasks throughout the week. Maybe I don't know. I'm just working on a balance. After
1: after spending so much time being separated from everyone we love the last thing I want to do is make people think that they're like no longer important to me or mm-hmm. that I no longer have time for them now that life's kind of spinning back up because that's not the case at all you know and but it's just I, I you're right it's finding balance how to not stretch yourself too thin again and fall back into the bad habits that we had of over committing you know pre-covid um you know, but also being sure that we can prioritize the people that we love going through these exciting times and making them still feel special, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. This is a good conversation to have just because I'm, I'm, or at least I'm thankful for this conversation because it's a weird balance because I don't want to sound like I'm complaining and I don't want to let my, myself complain to myself. Like I don't want to get in my head and get in a negative space. I keep reminding Mm -hmm. myself, these are all really good, exciting things. This is a lot of positive change, uplifting, encouraging change and all of that while also not ignoring my overwhelm or my stress to where I just like crash and burn, you know? So tonight, for example, I'm trying to just take it easy, relax. Like I need a little refresh and then going into the rest of this week strong. You know what I mean? I think sometimes it's just hard, especially as women around our age to like prioritize just some downtime. And that's what I'm trying to do, but we'll see how it goes the rest of the week.
1: I, you know, and I love some of the guests that you've had on your podcast before, because like, especially Alex Craig, like being intuitive and tuned into your own body and, and listening to your own needs that has been really helpful for me as far as like understanding the way that my brain operates me specifically, like I, as an extrovert, I like to be around people, um, frequently and I like to take breaks frequently, but not for very long. So I know that I like to recharge often, but for a very short period of time. And so I you, I work that into my social schedule now so I can give just that much more when I am, you know, needing to for people. And so my forms of self-care have definitely changed, um, ways that I can like enter, Uh, including meditations and yoga, getting a spin bike, things that are just a short burst of time that I have to do, um, alone Mm -hmm. that seem to recharge me in the best ways. And that's not what I was doing prior because my form of recharging and was actually being around people 99.9% of the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Well, what else is new? What's going on? I've Oh, I know what we need to talk about because we've texted briefly about it, but you had a lot going on. Speaking of things going on, you had something going on when I was trying to have this conversation. So let's talk. I'm so interested. You and I are both big fans of Demi Lovato and we talk about her often. (laughs) Yes. And there's not many people I feel like I can bring this up with, especially on the podcast. (laughs) I love her and preface. I cannot judge someone else's story and what's going on in their own life. I cannot tell you how someone's brain works and mm-hmm. what is, or is not good for them. But I would love to know some of your thoughts on this recent scandals, not the right word, but controversy that went on between Demi Lovato calling out the frozen yogurt shop, the big chill in California mm-hmm. for being triggering to her past eating disorders and her struggles by having sugar-free yogurts and things of that nature in their store. Do you have thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Cause I have many. <laughs>
1: I, first of all, yeah, you and I super fans, we love Demi and we love, um, her message and we love her dedication to her recovery and how she seems to have gotten extraordinarily in tune to her own body and her needs, um, when it comes to her mental health and, um, addiction struggles. So I support anyone's right, you know, to protect themselves, um, But what that really more so looks like to me is, and what I've had the most success with as someone who has struggled with an eating disorder and someone who struggles with mental health and is diagnosed ADD and, and I have, um, depression, I set those own boundaries for myself. Mm -hmm. I, if someone asks me a question that makes me uncomfortable, I don't have to answer it or I don't have to engage or I don't have to watch something or put myself in a position. Um, I mean, that even goes as far as, um, not watching certain TV shows or movies Mm -hmm. that I know will make me uncomfortable, not following certain accounts on Instagram where it's a very face tuned, extremely thin girl because I know that's just not good for me. So I set that boundary for myself. Um, Melissa, who she started, um, uh, whole 30, she is a recovering addict and she does Q and A's on her Instagram stories all the time. Um, I love watching them. Um, and she is like, ask me anything. Cause I will set my own boundary. Um, And so while I think my long winded point is, well, I think Demi's like in the right place of like making people think outside of you're only valuable if you're skinny. She missed the mark as to who she was targeting, because I don't think they were trying to drive home the point of like, you know, dieting is is better. Being thin is better. Being sugar-free is better by having some sugar-free options on the menu.
0: Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Because I mean, yeah. Are you going to come for literally not only every single frozen yogurt shop, but every grocery <laughs> store, every grocery store, or every Bethany
1: like- Frankel, watch out skinny girl yeah. margaritas. Like totally. she's doomed.
0: And here's what worries me about Demi. And this goes back to what you're talking about. I love what you said about setting your own boundaries, because this goes not for just people with eating disorders or addiction issues, or, I mean, we're all, we can only control ourselves, right? And we can only control how we react to other people and what we let in and what we don't let in. And something that worries me about Demi that I see often in people with addictive personalities and addiction struggles is that she's not. This is another example of her not taking accountability or responsibility and playing the victim. I think when we feed into the victim mentality, that's a dangerous place to be. And I think the strongest place to be is when you only like going back, you can only control yourself. So if you take back accountability, not that she had accountability to be taken in the sense of, you know, what kind of labeling the store had, but not playing the victim to a small local business who's probably been right. basically shut out of business this past year with yeah, covid yeah. and calling them out she could have just taken that opportunity i think she could have made the exact same point in a way that saying listen if you can relate to this if you can relate to me and find things as simple and small seemingly small as a label on yogurt let's talk let's have a conversation how can we right how can we better protect our minds how can we better, you know, address our own triggers and struggles, as opposed to saying, you did this to me, you hurt me, you made me, Mm -hmm. you know, fall down or whatever. I, I just, and that again, I mean, I can point the finger back on me. We all have times where we play the victim mentality, of course, on in situations where we could take responsibility and accountability and just grow and move forward, you know? So I just thought it was, I thought it was out of line. I just, I really It's a natural,
1: it's a natural human behavior to, protect yourself, which is why, Mm -hmm. you know, selfishness and, and, and resorting back to playing the victim comes naturally, um, especially in adolescent years and things like that. You know, I understand when someone feels threatened or vulnerable, that that's the place that they can go to. I get that. Well, I mean, overall, I love the conversation she's having. I hated the context. A hundred percent yeah, she was completely on the nose that subconsciously we leaning into the dangers of the extremes of diet culture and body image. You know, we we need to be having these conversations. We need to be concerned about what we're perpetuating to the next generation. What's been instilled in us since we were children, especially as females, you know, on and on and on, but she (laughs) needs to pick, uh, on somebody her own size next time, you know, like, yeah. like a brand yeah. that can take it and fight back, you know, not this poor, tiny little. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: I know. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I'm glad that we're having diet culture type conversations, but I wouldn't label this as diet culture. I would label this as just a frozen yogurt shop trying <laughs> to tell you what's in their ingredients and what's not, you know?
1: And you know what? I'm all about having options without sugar because that Mm -hmm. is something that I learned on whole 30 and I'm not a huge, I mentioned it twice now. So it makes it seem like I'm their biggest fan in the world. I loved it. And I learned a lot from it. I could talk about that all day, but, um, one of the lessons I did learn and take home from that after I did it was reading labels and seeing how much sugar is put into all kinds of different foods and just being, instead of going like full bore extremism, never eating sugar refined, otherwise natural, anything ever again, you know, you can't stick to something like that. I chose a kind of more balanced route of just being cognizant of what's in foods that I pick out of the grocery store that I don't make myself. And if it's got sugar added to it, you know, now you can just be a little bit more aware when before I wasn't paying attention to things like that. So, I mean, I kind of like when there's a sugar free option on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> what I always tell. And just like piggybacking off of that. I always tell people, especially if I'm working one-on-one with clients that reading labels, you just mentioned this. And just as a sidebar reading nutrition labels will literally change your life. And you don't even have to know, Oh my gosh. I'm not a scientist and I'm not a nutritionist. And I'm not all these things like where I can turn around and read a label and tell you every single thing about every single ingredient. But my biggest key is I'm like, if you can't pronounce many of the ingredients, that's your first sign. Those are probably Mm -hmm. additives and chemicals and things you don't need in your body. If there's Mm -hmm. a long laundry list of ingredients, that's probably a bad sign because it's probably super processed. And if the first or second or third ingredient is sugar or cane sugar or syrup or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a good sign. But you know, again, it's not like never eat sugar, never live your life. Just it's balance. And I know that sounds no cliché. So I, cliche, I but- had
1: wedding cake last weekend. I'm mm-hmm. never, you know, you gotta sometimes know when it's okay to to lean into the special occasion and and or even, you know what, if you had a hard day, like go for it. That's what it's supposed to be though. It's, you know, an occasional way to treat yourself and, uh, enjoy the small things and not incorporate it into every single meal mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever eat. Right.
0: What's something else you're learning or growing or how you're growing or, you know, something that's going on in your life. Are you working on anything else? Is there something that you've learned lately or are working on?
1: you know, since I started this new job and my, and my, um, days are a lot more consumed by just being stuck at a computer, um, which is great. It's good to, you know, use my brain again, the it's really been interesting to watch how the, the roles of the house have kind of shifted between Matt and I, um, even though he doesn't permanently live here yet, he's here most of the time. So, um, and because he's self-employed, um, he kind of makes his own schedule. And so naturally the kind of dynamic has fallen to him to be cooking us our meals and he ordered the groceries and, um, you know, I, normally I actually really enjoy cleaning. It's kind of funny. I'm, I feel like weird about it, but I'm like obsessed with cleaning. Normally I'm like excited to go clean the shower or something. Are um, you for yeah, <laughs> I like, that. if I had a dollar, the amount of times people ask me that, honestly, I would probably love it. In another life. I just cleaned houses for a living and was happy as a clam. Like so sad. Another life. Go- you're Jennifer
0: Lopez and made in Maiden Manhattan.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> dreams do come true. Or I run the go clean co Instagram account. Um, yeah. but I, you know, I had to look at him and be like, I guess I have to ask you, will you clean the shower? Like, and I was sad about it, but you know, he did it. So it's been that's been the biggest like transition, you know, for me in the, in the recent months and weeks is, is watching him kind of fall into this role that I guess I kind of had before. And it's been really fun. Actually. I'm enjoying the kind of the change and the shift.
0: Mm, That's interesting.
1: Yeah. But I always look to you. I always look to you for all of the relationship advice and stuff, because I love your and your Matt's relationship so much.
0: Oh, well, we are no experts or bros at all, but he is better than I. And so I think when you think that about your spouse, that's a good place to start. Oh, what else? Oh, oh, oh. We talked about Demi Lovato. There was something else in pop culture that I thought would be fun to bring up. I'm interested in. Have you seen that picture that's gone viral of Zach Efron? Do you think it's real? Do you think it's edited? Do you think he's going through something?
1: Okay. I'm gonna look at it now because all that I have, I haven't seen the photo, but I'm going to look it up. The only thing that I have seen is on Twitter. Someone reposted, uh, the video of his, um, co-star from Hairspray. Um, what was her last name? I can't remember her name, but she, the girl, a girl in Hairspray. Yes. She plays Snow? A character. Oh, Tracy Turnblad character. Yes. Yes. Her. Um, and, she is in an e interview about him going to rehab back in 2013, and she is hysterically sobbing. <laughs> Nikki she's like, that's yes, <laughs> she's like hysterically crying about him. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, his new face. Oh, oh, did he get work done?
0: See, that's what I'm saying. There's like some people saying, oh, I think he probably recently had dental surgery and he's swollen. Some people said he got botched filler. Some people said he, whatever. So I'm just interested in what actually That looks like what filler to me.
1: That yeah. looks like, yeah, that looks like filler. Um, He looks like David Hasselhoff.
0: Oh, he does.
1: Like a very young really David Hasselhoff. Does. He's still su- such a handsome man though. Oh, yeah, and he definitely so had a chin implant. I think he had a chin implant. It really does
0: look like a filter face. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to know the route. I, I need to know what's going on. And <laughs> I have, I think it's really interesting. I love the morning toast, which is another podcast mm-hmm. that, you know, we've talked about and they're just funny. And they're like, talk about pop culture all the time. And one of them, I forget which sister made this point about talking about botched or any kind of work done for a man, like a celebrity mm-hmm. who's a male versus a female and how mm-hmm. like females get worked on all the time. And if it's settled, we think they look great. And if it's not, we're like, can you see what they did to themselves? Like look at their face and what, but it's really, we don't, yes. I, feel like this I can't think of another specific incident other than recently with the weekend People thought he had work done, but then it was just prosthetics for like a music video or something. And it I'm, was
1: prosthetics. Yes.
0: So other than that, I can't really remember a time recently when we have talked about a man getting work done that, you know, have you, <laughs> I man. can,
1: um, no. but it wasn't super recently. Um, and it wasn't a younger guy. It was when Sylvester Stallone's like latest round mm, of okay. his new face came out, I guess when they started reviving some of the Rocky movies and mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you and I have talked about this in length off, off camera about how we support people's right to get plastic surgery. And if you're not hurting someone else, you know, and it's going to make you happy and it's your money, like you do you. So I'm happy to see people investing in themselves. Cause I do think it is kind of nice to, to do something like that for yourself. Um, it's just so always so funny to me how people feel very entitled to having their own opinion to other people's faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like if I went a little above, if I had Zac Efron's money and I got a little too much work done, I would probably already know that and yeah. wouldn't want people like hammering it home. Okay. Here's why I think it's so interesting. Okay.
0: We can move on past this after I just have these are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's because it's Zach Efron, and I feel like he's been on a kind of <laughs> eat, pray, love journey of his own recently. You know, he did that mm-hmm. Netflix show where he was traveling the world and like really diving into wellness and earthy living and all these different communities and cultures. And it was really cool. I don't know if you ever watched it, but I watched a few episodes and it was a cool concept. And then other than that, I feel like he's been semi low. Key and I feel like he's Mm -hmm. and he oh and he dated that girl who was like a waitress, not a celebrity, and it's just it seems a little out of character for the Zac Efron we've seen lately, which is why I'm wondering one if it's real and legitimate or if it's like he did have some sort of just like procedure done or he was something else like a health something's going on or two Mm -hmm. if like you were saying about the plastic surgery. I'm all for it if, and only if you're in a place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, where you don't think that getting work done is going to then make you like fix all your problems or like going to make you beautiful or fill some sort of void in you. It's just like, in addition to like, you have to feel pretty good, you know, and you have to feel comfortable and complacent with who you are internally. And then if you're at a place where you're able to then sure make enhancements. So all that to say is I wonder if he through his eat, pray, love journey Then decided this is something he wanted to do, or if he's like still kind of reaching for something because he's kind of like figuring out: Am I going to be a Hollywood celebrity, or am I going to be an earthy hippie peace lover making documentaries and dating a waitress? Like I feel like I'm 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 torn between who Zac Efron is right now.
1: (laughs) I almost don't even want to put him into a box though, because I feel Mm -hmm. like you could be Eat Pray Love hippie journey, living in a van driving across the United States, and still be like, Yeah, oh I got a tummy tuck, or I got. A neck lift or something, you know.
0: You're right. I, I don't You're
1: know. Right. I feel like people, we are only exposed to the people who get work done in quotation marks are people like the Kardashians or um, people who are in the public eye a lot. When really, it, I think if we were friends with a plastic surgeon, they would tell us it's actually an entire gamut of types of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I don't know. Why not be both? Totally. And on this note, my TikTok algorithm or feed is like yes. 75% high school musical right now. No way. Are you serious? I don't serious? How this happened. I don't, but I'm not complaining. Not 75%, but a large portion. I've been crying, laughing at some of them. It's really taken me back. There's this guy, I have to tag you. He's like this British guy pretends that he's living the real life scenario while in the background, the high school musical <laughs> things are happening. Like he's eating at the country club and high school yes. musical too. And they're singing and dancing in the kitchen. It's just really hilarious. The TikTok um,
1: algorithm though, seriously knows no bounds. I, it really is a for you page. It has <laughs> just looked in t- deep into my soul and figured me out very quickly. And that is a enlightening experience. (laughs) Enlightening is a good word. I was going to say,
0: it's like looking into a mirror that sometimes you don't need to look into. (laughs) This is me. This is me. Yep. Mine's like a, yeah. High school musical and golden retrievers and like Broadway. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know all sorts of interesting things. Yeah.
1: Mine's like, um, house DIY cleaning and, um, weirdly a lot of people making fun of their depression. (laughs) (laughs) and well. they'll be like, Hey, what's up? I'm highly <laughs> medicated. And I'm like, okay, so keep scrolling, but yes. <laughs> Laughter
0: feels so good. I needed to laugh today. This is so fun and I'm thankful for it. And I think that, you know, every now and then I want to do some of these more off script, just relaxed interviews with people. I mean, yes. not call this an interview chat with people like you and my sisters and my friends, because we don't, I say we. I don't talk enough about how just important it is to laugh and enjoy your company mm-hmm. and be with people you trust. And obviously, mm-hmm. relationships make up so much of your overall well-being. And I'm thankful for you. And I love I'm you. Thankful
1: for you. Always. And I love you too. We spend though- so much time as children together. You know, it's it's so hard now. We dreamt about this stage of our lives when you and I were were little kids. I mean, we would always say, What are our twenties and thirties going to be like, and, and now it's kind of amazing that it's here and it makes me sad that we can't, you know, be neighbors again, Oh no. <laughs> literally next door neighbors again, um, and, and do it together. But, um, you know, at least we've got zoom and FaceTime and all of the things to make it feel like it, it is still happening together.
0: Absolutely. And I know this wasn't a formal interview really, but you know how I have to end every podcast. So yes.
1: oh, every time I listen to this on my walks, I always think, what would my answer be? But I don't know. I'm just going to riff here. Okay. So that's Julia, the, the you question. know it's
0: coming, but in your own words, what does it
1: mean to live well? In my words, what it means to live well is forgiveness of yourself frequently and quickly. I think you can apply that across the board um, and that will lead you to a life of balance for someone who is extremely difficult on themselves, whether it's personally, professionally. I can give more and be better if I don't spend so much time and energy thinking about how I could have done something different, or I'm not good enough or imposter syndrome, or, you know, you just move on and you do better every single day. And that sort of graciousness to yourself just bleeds out into the people around you and makes them want to be a little kinder to themselves as well, I think. And that's really a life well lived is just, you know, being rooted in, in kindness.
0: Julia, that was beautiful. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And the words of Harry Styles, treat people with kindness.
1: I say that all the time, but it's always to the dogs when they're like barking at another dog. And the neighbors <laughs> always laugh at me. I'm like, treat people with kindness. And they're like, Your dog understands you. Yeah, they do. They stop barking.
0: It's oh, just like I love Harry it. What's
1: up. This was so fun.
0: I love this was you. Fun. Thank you for having thank me on. So. I love well, you. Thank you for doing this. And I hope everyone else got you know, even a good chuckle, or maybe, maybe they related to something we talked about in our own lives or our reflections on pop culture or whatever, but whatever it is, I hope anyone listening has a beautiful day and week. And thank you for listening to this episode of well-being well-said. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of well-being well-said the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.